This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach. And for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. So, look... Shag and I have just had an argument off mic, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a little bit, it's a little bit tense. It's a little bit tetchy in here. I said, Shag, don't worry about it. I'll start off this episode with something fun, and Shag was like, "Hmm, interesting. What'll it be?" And I said, "What it'll be," and he was like, mm, "Do you mind if we don't do that?" No, you start a lot of episodes yeah. with either a Drake or a Spit Syndicate song. This was where going to you, be where, uh, where all you do, all you do is find uh, one of the words and replace it with Spooko. <laughs> now, this was going to be Mac Lethal's uh, classic "Welcome to My MySpace" page with like, the word Spooko put in place of MySpace. I just, I just don't like the the pro, the progression of the early noughties indie rap career like where it goes because he's now become oh. a guy who does like parodies of other rappers yeah it's super on- depressing like is Slug even around if we're oh. just being super depressed about rappers from I, that I era I think we all know now that Slug probably wasn't the best dude Slug and- must be like 95 <laughs> years old <laughs> it's also that problem with and, and it's very much a white rapper problem where they feel like they have to be like the metal guitarists of rap they have to be like we're gonna we're gonna rap rap like, like, they have to be like well, super yeah, I'm, I'm the most into the culture. Like, like I've tried my hardest to be the best rapper I can. And I've really, really tried to, to like, because I respect rap heaps. And it just, it's like the worst art is when you can see the seams and them trying really hard. That's 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 all. That's all. This white is indie deeply rap difficult. No, but no, and I know you were a white indie rapper. So twelve years ago, yeah, years that's ago, good. Yes, so that's not what I'm talking about. Um, anyway, go on. The reason I raise <laughs> tetchiness and beef is Shag that, uh, like, I feel like, and rap indeed, I feel like we need to come to a position on the Wiley versus Stormzy um, beef. This right? is interesting because I haven't really been following this beef, but I know they have one, which is weird because I thought on Stormzy's record, he had a song that, like, name checked Wiley and was like, in a, in a nice way, that was called Wiley Flow or something, that was like an homage to Wiley, right? I understand what you're saying. Yeah, okay. And, and it was not that. Oh, um, okay. No, all right. <laughs> okay. Um, and the short short point is um, the horror movie analogy is if you are going to seek out beef, which, which Wiley did or Wiley perceived it, do you go and chase the sort of biggest, baddest rapper of the moment who will fucking outclass you before taking a deep breath? One of the clips to accompany one of the diss tracks is Stormzy sipping from a cup of tea while he's delivering the, like, cold-hearted. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, like, so Stormzy needs to, like, raise an eyebrow. <laughs> and it's one of the best, like, battle rap diss moments I've ever seen of just someone being, of, like, someone being like, mm, really? Like, and Wiley came out looking like a fucking idiot. 
who was over the hill. And he's 45. Like, he's over the hill. He shouldn't be getting into beef with people who are at the peak of their powers because he'll come out looking dumb. What I'm trying to use this beef as a metaphor for in the horror podcast is we've seen Wiley pick a fight where he's hopelessly outclassed and fail. What we often see in horror films is a final girl or a protagonist who we like pick a fight where they're hopelessly outclassed. And my concern is that Wiley's watched too many horror films <laughs> where the hopelessly outclassed final girl manages to scrap and scrape and just ooh, almost manage through. And at the end of Human Centipede, we don't know if she's going to survive. And at the end of whatever other film, there's just the tiniest hint of hope. And at the end of Goodnight Mommy or whatever it was called, you know, who knows if like mentally insane twin is going to live. I think I think if anything, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off because I think if anything, Wiley's story is probably more similar to Mac Miller's than the final girl in that he thought he was the big bad killer. Oh. But he was actually the final girl. The oh. hunter had become the hunted. And that's what happens in any creative field if you stay around long enough and hate change. Oh, Wiley hates change so much. <laughs> He's like, I'm the godfather of grime. And Storms is like, mm, cool. <laughs> like, I'm going to eat your fucking face. No grime on TikTok, basically, oh, is what he was saying. Too tough. Anyway, anyway, okay. So uh, it, it's interesting we are talking about Final Girls and stuff because today uh, a film I've actually kind of wanted to talk about for a little while we're going back to something super super gross so i am really sorry mm. it's another new french extreme film and in fact, fact this it's, is our third yeah but there's been we're in the 30s of this podcast oh, and it's played a big role on like horror film or the horror genre in the last like 20 years uh. and this is probably the most famous of them all there was an australian band that were I, i'm pretty sure we're named uh, after them okay uh Okay. Uh, they, uh, you may remember. Thirty odd foot of ground. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right because it's a French name. Um, in English, it's high tension. In French, it's like out couture sort of thing. So it's like out tension oh, or something. Out kind yeah. of vibe. Yeah. So the uh, high tension, a sick, a metal band, female lead singer. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like, super cool band. I think they were named after this film. I can't think of anything else the they would have been. The French amazing music maker I had was the... Sorry, everyone else just tune out. This should go on the Spooko podcast. Was the, I just called you up to get the play-by-play. Oh, Autre He's from New York. I just called you up to get the play-by-play, by-play-by-play. Marie, this is my pop, Pop Marie. Nice to meet you. What was this place before? It was an old farm that my father renovated. My parents' room is on the right. You're upstairs in the guest room, okay? How often do we get the surprise face on the side of the car popping out? It's pretty common. Yeah. It's a bit of a trope. Well, there's the surprise face. Classic. Boom. And I feel like we've seen it at about four previews so far. Yeah. 
Previews really need jump scares because you can't do a lot of tension. Like you can, I mean, as we've said before, previews are the highest form of art Agreed. available. Apart from one for reaction bits. <laughs> yeah, apart from the difference. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but uh, one of the things they often don't have enough time to is to really build tension, even for a film called High Tension. So they need those jump scares. It's a difficult qualifier. All right. The preview sucked-ish, Shag, I must say. You know, I didn't know what was going on. I wasn't particularly scared. All right. Well, anyway, let's let's talk about this, okay? So Mar- Sounds good. Marie and Alex are best friends on their way to stay at Alex's parents' house for the weekend to study. Now, Congratulations. St- I, it sounds you can't like study at your own house. It also That's sounds true. like they're four years old. They're like in their 20s. Sick. They're, they're, they are women. Um, when they arrive, Alex gives Marie a tour of her house before they settle down for dinner. After dinner, Marie and Alex get ready for bed. As Alex sleeps, Marie lies on her bed listening to music and masturbating. Has anyone done any study so far? They're, start, they're getting ready for a long weekend of studying. <laughs> so they're just prepping. I love masturbating before studying. No, but it's That's my whole it is a proven, and I'm not getting like, it's it's like a proven tension reliever. And it's a movie called High Tension, High right? Tension. So let's get rid of some t- Okay, sick. Let's do it. Let's clear the board sick. so we can now start. Shag, I was a bit tense at the start of this podcast. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. So Marie hears a doorbell ring and Alex's father, Daniel, wakes to answer it. The man at the door is a serial killer. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, fuck. This is escalated seriously. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, without a doubt. This is this is. Peach. I don't know if you remember Martyrs or uh, whatever yeah. the other one was called. Frontiers. Frontier. They were nice, chilled out, relaxed. But, um, yeah. yeah they, they are. Chilled. They are roller coasters made of shattered glass. So that, uh, that was that was a pretty that was a pretty good metaphor. With words, Off the and I reckon dome. professionally, you really need to look into just having a sort of way to commercialize using words. And so, Marie hears a doorbell ring, and Alex's father Daniel wakes to answer it. The man at the door is a serial killer who slashes—he <laughs> just is—who slashes Daniel's face with a straight razor. Oh my god, this is so gross! So his head is then pressed between two spindles of the staircase, yeah. and the killer shoves a bookcase towards his head, decapitating him. Okay, kill. The noise awakens Alex. If you're a serial killer, why do you go find some country house to go kill people? Why don't you just go to Martin Place and kill everyone there? I mean, sure, yes. I mean, if you're randomly going to kill people, absolutely. But then, but then, surely you want to. And look, look, it's it's gross to even talk about this. But I, you want I, to escape? Yeah, okay. Yeah, but you also don't want witnesses and yeah. yeah. Okay, All right. you're the lawyer. You should. I mean, I know you don't. You do commercial. Oh, I, I don't do anything. I'm like, look at this transaction, <laughs> guys. Check it out. Okay, so the noise awakens Alex's mother, who finds Daniel dead and is approached by the killer. Marie, hearing the mother's screams, quickly arranges the guest room to make it appear that no one is staying there and hides under her bed. Smart. The killer inspects Marie's room but does not find her. Sick. Marie creeps downstairs and finds Alex chained in her bedroom. Promising to find help, she sneaks into the parents' room to find a phone. After hearing loud thuds, she hides in the closet and through the slats of the door witnesses the killing of Alex's mother as her throat is brutally slashed with a razor. I hate this one already. I also don't know if they've said this already. I don't know if it comes up, but I'm pretty sure at some point the serial killer is seen in the car using like a severed head as like a 
uh, like a what, bongo drum or like what are we doing? Yeah, but like a as as like a sex toy. Like it's gross. Oh, having sex yeah. with a severed head. Yeah, it's not cool. I'm a man. Like it's a sort so, of- Sorry, I've had sex before. Right? <laughs> yeah, and oh never. God. And oh god, no, no, never with a no, severed head. No, never god. ever. And I don't recommend god. it. God. Oh, oh. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> just think about me having sex. Right? This, That's this the- podcast is really different. Like this is a horrific <laughs> podcast. The shit we talk about is awful. Like this is the word. Like having sex with a severed head is uncool. Like it's yeah. Like 2003 must have been a completely different time. That this. <laughs> Like, cause I, I, I mean, I think I remember seeing this and being like, "That's crazy." But seeing it now, I think everyone, like, this would be like, for, wouldn't this be every, like, everyone would be talking this now, right? <laughs> like, I, yeah, it'd be like, are you fucking <laughs> serious? It's crazy. Anyway, so Alex's younger brother Tom runs from the house to the cornfield, pursued by the killer. Marie returns. Cornfields to- are spooky. I must say, I completely accept that. Marie returns to Alex, where she witnesses Tom's murder from a window. Marie promises to free Alex, but the killer is heard returning. Marie sneaks into the kitchen and takes a butcher knife. Alex is dragged into the killer's truck. Marie sneaks into the truck with the butcher knife and hides there with Alex. He locks them in and drives off. When the killer stops at a gas station, Marie gives Alex the knife and sneaks into the gas station shop for help. When the killer comes into the shop, Marie hides and she witnesses the store clerk, Jimmy, being murdered with an axe. The killer returns to the truck and Marie calls the police, but hangs up in frustration when she's unable to tell them where she is. She takes the clerk's keys and uses his car to follow the killer down a deserted road. The killer notices Marie following him and rams Marie's vehicle, pushing the car off the road where it wrecks. It's also important to know that his truck is like a spooky old... A scary truck. It is like, you know those... You know those old pickup trucks from the seventies? Yeah, one of them. So, which is uh, and it's brown and it's dusty and so it's, it's like Ford F two fifties or whatever they're called. I'm agreeing because I have no idea. Man, cars like I don't know, but I suspect I'm right. Yeah, because I'm arrogant. Cars are like Russian to me. It's like yep, I, I don't agreed. know. I wouldn't know where to start. They're like some fast, some slow. Mm. Okay. Watches though, I get Rolex. What's up? Exiting on foot. Badly injured, Marie runs into the forest as the killer seeks her. Eventually, Marie bludgeons the killer with a fence post covered in barbed wire. As Marie inspects the body, he grabs at her throat, so Marie suffocates him with a plastic sheet and makes her way back to the truck. Alex seems terrified of Marie as she returns to the vehicle. As police investigate the gas station murders via the install videotape... Turns out it was Marie or some bullshit. The tape shows Marie murdering the store clerk. In retrospect, the audience has shown how the family murders really happened. Finally, the audience discovers that Marie is murderous, delusional, and in love with Alex. Which is kind of dumb. This is the shittest one. Oh, I know I say it from time to time. That sucks. Like, this is, this is, again, this is a fight club, but everyone hates this ending. Boring fight club. This is also not like everyone hates this ending. And they're like, it's a scary movie and the ending really sucks and doesn't make any sense. Everyone's right. Shag, I wish this movie had not been made. That's it. Alohomora. No, no, there's like, there's a few more. There's more. There's more. Okay. At the truck, Marie, was that a Harry Potter reference? Yeah. I don't know what Alohomora does. Your love-hate relationship with J.K. Rowling rules. Look, in fairness, she has created one of the greatest ever works of creativity the human race will ever see. Mm-hmm. 
And to balance it out, uh, occasionally does problematic stuff. <laughs> as soon as Alex is free, she threatens Marie with the knife and accuses her of butching her family. Alex slashes Marie's face and stabs her in the stomach before running into the forest. Yeah. Marie chases Alex with a concrete sword. I thought she loved Alex or whatever. Yeah, but like she, it's that horrible horror movie logic where it's like, I love you so much that I'm going to try and kill you so no one else Classic. can Classic. And do you know what a concrete saw is? They're those giant no. circular saws that you have to hold with two hands. No. Horrific. I... So Marie's chasing Alex with a concrete saw. Alex finds a road and flags down a car. As Alex is climbing into the car, Marie appears brandishing the concrete saw and disembowels the driver. <laughs> a stray piece of the glass... The driver. Whoa. Oh, no, no, wait. It gets worse. A stray piece of glass slices Alex's Achilles tendon. Alex takes a crowbar from the car's toolbox and crawls along the road. Marie forces Alex to tell her that she loves her and she kisses her. While engaged in the kiss... Alex plunges the crowbar into Marie's upper chest as Marie claims she'll never let anyone come between them. <sighs> this is the worst. The final scene shows Marie in a psychiatric hospital room and Alex watching her through a one-way mirror. Marie grins and reaches for Alex, aware that she is behind it. Oh, I think this is the worst one we've done. It's not the worst. Oh, look, what is the worst? Okay, well, hang on. Well, all right, it's not the worst. Tell me. Probably, like, in terms of the worst for humanity, probably the human centipede. Yep, human centipede. Faulty is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, This is sort of boring and annoying at the same time. But, I mean, you're not spooked, right? So maybe maybe we're getting closer. Maybe we're getting closer to actually showing you a scary movie. I just want to watch The Ring. I think that's the one. Uh, This was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?